Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Welcome, everybody. Did you go to the debates last night? Yeah. I looked for I, you. A bunch of heads behind them. And I, I, was, kept uh, I was looking for me, too, because they had big screens up there. Yeah. And I, like a whole bunch of white West Siders right behind the candidates when that, I looked. That's right. Well, it was, it was uh, very tight security. They didn't <laughs> want really? uh, anarchist riffraff coming in. Oh, anal probes? Huh? No, it's just it's just you had to be on a list and you had to have ID and you had to get a wristband. Yeah, and... how'd you get on the list? Oh, because you're media. Uh, well, yeah, we asked Alex Michelson if we if we could come. Oh, okay. And we oh. got us in. And plus, I'm media. What do you think this is? It's not a popcorn stand we're running here. Mm, some days. Well, maybe snow cones. Yesterday, yesterday I was media. Did you, uh, got a you should have jumped up and yelled? I didn't hear you. I, I recorded I, the debates and watched I, them this morning. Well, I saw about 15 minutes of uh, the end of uh, the Villanueva debate with Luna. Uh, I heard the rest of it in the car, the first part of it. And then, uh, yeah, I watched uh, the whole uh, Caruso-Karen uh, Bass debate, which I, I thought he uh, handled really well uh, and got her cornered a couple of times. And... Um, 
really uh, nailed her on that uh, free scholarship she got. Hmm. Because she out and out lied and said, no, I applied for it and it was on merit. And he said, well, that's not what the prosecutor said in the Los Angeles Times. <laughs> yeah, that's dealing with the Ridley Thomas case. Yeah, right. said, said the prosecutor said you got the same deal that Mark Ridley Thomas yeah. got. It was showing to hold up a pattern of behavior <laughs> and, and, by the uh, dean there. And right? she had no response to that. <laughs> no, no. She, uh, Taylor, well, you pegged her right. She smiles. Uh-huh. She's very nice. She is a likable person, even though I'm not, I would never vote for her. She, I think she's a likable person. Yeah, well, I think she hides stuff. People she comes that, across as bright, and she, she giggles and smiles. and Yeah, bright, but very vague. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. because uh, uh, she's uh, a true progressive uh, like yeah. the rest of them. Oh, no, she's, she's exactly I, Gascon and Bonnet. But I don't think she has to hide that. There's so many of those voters in L.A., I think she's just going to no, drop but, down the but, aisle. No, but she, uh, she doesn't get into the details. She makes it sound semi-plausible that she understands what needs to be done. That's what I'm talking about. She's really vague on just giving a hint like, yeah, yeah, I, I know. I just don't think the debates matter at this point. People vote for either their ideology or the race or their ethnicity. That's just the way it is now. But That's how people watching vote, that, especially, in, especially in California, my God. But watching that, you could clearly see that Caruso knows how to be in charge. Like he's got a lot of confidence and a lot of experience. He knows how to get things done. I'm just telling if there's anybody on the fence or you haven't been paying attention, Caruso can get the major, major things accomplished. He's a rare talent. Got a lot of intelligence. Keeps his cool, detail-oriented, very, very well-organized, and, and doesn't have a fixed ideology that he pursues even if it doesn't work. And that's the problem with ideologies, is people push them long after it's clear that it's a total failure. I, L.A. is a disaster because of ideologies. I have no respect for ideologies. Don't want to hear about what you believe. It, something either works or it doesn't. He does stuff that works. She believes in stuff that doesn't work, or she wants it this way. Because when, 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 if you're a rational human being and you, you set up some kind of system and it clearly fails and you keep pushing it, that's just a lack of intelligence. Why would you want to be a failure over and over again? Nobody successful has has a failed strategy. You know, everybody makes mistakes. Not everything works out in life. But if there's a specific way you're approaching or executing something and you do it again and again and again and again and it doesn't work and you keep doing it, then you're either stupid or you're in one of these uh, ideological cults. But the, the L.A. system clearly is completely busted. And I have no idea why anybody would want another product of this busted system to run things here for four years. Yeah. I, I, you would think everybody's had enough of this ideology. All right? You know, the, gave it a big, good uh, run. The big topic was homelessness. I felt he hedged a bit. Asked about enforcement. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't know. I just kept telling him, I'm going to put him in shelters. We've heard that before. we got to have somebody that's really going to step out and make a difference on this problem. Instead well, of hedging what do you, what do you and saying, want? Oh, I'm just going to give more people shelter. Well, you got to be yelling for conservatorship. You got to be yelling for what we've been yelling for on the show because that is the only solution to this problem. Yeah. But do you get elected with that? People have. Well, Isn't that. Oh, a, so now you're saying he's a politician. He's saying things to help get elected rather than saying things to well, No, that work what I'm truck. saying is. You just said he's a problem solver. Yeah. Now you're saying he's well, a politician. Well, look, this, this, no, this goes in steps. 
first thing you do is you have to put them into shelters, right? I want them off the streets immediately. So I hope he builds like uh, a thousand gigantic shelters all over the place. Get them off the streets immediately. The conservatorship thing but they won't has go. to be true. So well, you have to have enforcement. Well, you have to be in favor yes, of that. Yeah, I know. Well, what you do is you keep... A she sc- made one good point. She said a lot of them don't want to go to the shelters anymore because it's crazy in right. there. So you it's dangerous. S- you escort them away. You don't have to arrest well, that's, them. That's where jail See, came out. Oh, we're not going to jail anybody. Well, and well, here we well, go again. A, well, arrest is a loaded word. And yeah, when you put them in jail, they're not going to stay in jail for more than a couple of days. So it's not like you can give them 10-year sentences. So what you have to do is devise a system where... They're off the streets. They're out of my face. I think what's missing here is you just have to hound them. Whether you put them in jail or not, you have to constantly make their life uncomfortable. I read a quote yesterday from that Politico story on California homelessness, and they talked to an old guy, 66 years old. He's living uh, under an overpass in Sacramento. And he said, yeah, we come here because uh, we're out of the way of people's footpaths and we're, we're left alone. That's why we camp at these, these Caltrans properties. And I thought about that later and I said, well, that's probably just it. You're not bothered. If you keep bothering these people, making their life uncomfortable, they'll make other decisions or they'll leave your area altogether. Something you always talk about. Mm-hmm. Leave California. Go leave Southern California. Leave L.A. Just get out of here. And then if they push you too, maybe one day you'll say, uh, uh, maybe I shouldn't be living like this anymore. All I'm doing is well, being bothered. Right. Well, they come here because they know they won't be bothered. We're, oh, we're, exactly. we're internationally famous for not bothering people. I but go that's back. the word I want to use. See, everybody says arrest enforcement. Just keep hounding yeah. them. I think even I, if it's dopey service workers standing there with their uh, well, uh, their uh, if you clipboards have, or whatever, just keep talking to them and keep making them sound like uh, even three a.m. Go there and talk to them. If you have a policy that there is no camping on public land, then that is what the practice will be. If it's zero tolerance for sleeping in public then by definition, they're going to get harassed every day. Right. You, you don't... In L.A., we only have this thing with the schools and what, the play, a couple of places, libraries, something like that is the, the latest ordinance. That's all we have. Right. Yeah, you five, all public properties. 500, well, yeah, it, it, it should be all public properties. It's what Villanueva says. You know, we have the right to public space. They don't have the right to keep us from enjoying public space. We paid for all this. These people are coming largely from out of state, squatting on our public space, defecating, urinating, leaving heroin needles, and, and, and committing all kinds of vandalism and threatening violent acts. No, you don't have a right. And it, it, what you need is ordinary people standing up and saying, no, no, that's my public space for me to enjoy, not you. Because look what we have, and then you get what we saw Monday on uh, Channel 11. You, you get these people who are throwing bags of feces around. That comes from allowing them to take root, and they go crazier and crazier and crazier, and their brains get fried on more and more drugs. A lot of these people are incurable. You will never fix them. They have brain damage from all the drugs. Nobody yeah. wants to say that out loud. And, and you, have, you, have, you have thousands of brain-damaged people who cannot be fixed. They got bogged down in this conversation about whether or not you can deliver services on the street or you have to have them housed first and then you can deliver services, which was Bass was saying. And then Bass tried to turn it in that. The Times does this too. They talk about the children and the women. Well, that's not what's driving everybody crazy. And that's not a large percentage of the homeless. That's such a BS thing or not the troubled homeless anyway. No, it's, it's, it's mostly men. It, oh, women that and children. Oak store is a great example. Everybody, crazy person in that story. There was one woman and there was a bunch of men. 
you 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 can you can handle the women and children who ended up on the street because they ran out of money. If that was our only problem, that's a finger snap. That is nothing. The problem is drug addicted and, and schizophrenic men who are young enough to be violent and dangerous. And and they all know this. They know this. And that's what really infuriates me is, is Karen Bass knows this stuff. And she she just she just BSs. She just Oh look, if she wins, absolutely nothing changes. It gets worse. Really. Oh yeah. Ap- Guarantee. If he wins, we have a shot at something happening. Guarantee life gets better if Caruso's mayor. Guarantee life gets worse if Karen Bass is mayor. I can't predict what percentage better, but I know it'll be better. I right. and I know for sure that Karen Bass will make it worse because she doesn't she doesn't believe in any enforcement of anything. We're gonna have Joe Buscaino on the show after three o'clock. Another subject that came up during the debate was that uh, burglary. At Karen Bass's home where a couple of guns were stolen. Questions were raised, and that came up during the debate. And Buscaino is one that sent a letter uh, saying we need more detail on that investigation. We'll get into all this. Uh, Johnny Ken Show, KFI AM640, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Tomorrow is More Sign Friday. It's here already. Uh, you can still leave a message using the iHeartRadio app. That's the microphone icon. Or use the old-fashioned uh, 800 number. 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. From the world of useless information, Los Angeles County tomorrow will end the local health order requiring masking while being on public transit or inside transportation hubs such as airports. I have flown much in the last couple of months, and it's down to maybe 5% wearing masks, so... Yeah, I'm glad you're taking away a mandate that everyone ignored for a long time anyway. So the uh, it was July 28th that they were going to impose a mask mandate. And then uh, Barbara Ferrer backed off under intense criticism. That was the date. Uh, yeah. I remember July 20th. doing that. So yeah. today is August the 20th. No, it's September. September. 22nd. First day of fall. September 22nd. What happened in August? I missed that. I, uh, well, you took a lot of it off, actually. Oh, maybe that's what. <laughs> September 22nd. So it's not even two months, and the levels of, of infection dropped so sharply, we went from possible mandatory masking right through a recommendation right down to, ah, uh, to hell with it. Now, we did that without masking. That's right. So we why did. was she on the verge of instituting a, a, a mandatory, mandatory indoor masking again. Yeah, right? why? Because look what happened. It went away without everyone wearing indoor masking. Yeah, now, masking doesn't make any difference. It doesn't. It's got to be the conclusion here. Is that was no. just that was just government bullying with fake science. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't have gone down, right? Because it was going up. It's got. Oh, well, we're gonna have another wave. Oh. And then it went poof, like magic. It disappeared without the mask mandate. You were all had. You were all had. We tried to tell you, but it was just so politically correct to say so. Why? You're anti-science. You want people to die. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, yesterday, late in the show, we had a car chase. You talk about going down a rabbit hole. Looking at that story today, that Jeep that was supposedly stolen. Remember, it ended up in downtown L.A. and the guy ran off. 
Does anybody, including Deborah Mark, know what happened after that? Because I just looked it up on, online and there's no update. Yeah, I was looking it up as well today and absolutely no update if the guy's been captured and more importantly, what happened to the dog. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, isn't that weird? Yes, I mean, it's so the weird. The fascination with the story that hour was ridiculous. Like well, all the TV stations were covering it. And then he runs off, and uh, we don't know whether or not he was ever well, caught, and we don't know what happened to Deborah's dog. Because it's not really important news. They only it cover is. You're it. right. It's passing flashy news. Right? Well, it, well it's, you know, it's it's like a sporting event. People watch the car chase the same way they watch any kind of sporting event because you don't know what's going to happen at the end, and it's unpredictable. And you know, you've got speed involved here, and so when they actually catch the guy or he runs off, but that's like having the final score. Don't you want to know who won the game? Was it, no. the, was it the uh, was it the car uh, guy in the car or no. was it the police? People watch because they're waiting for a crash. But that- what I found fascinating is that no other outlet. I think we are the only people that talked about the dog. And mm-hmm. I saw the dog. Angel saw the dog. Robin, our boss, saw the dog in the car, but or the SUV. Nobody else has mentioned the dog nobody, or what happened no, to the dog. Nobody cares. Sure three of you didn't imagine the dog. No. All right. John, now, if it was just me, I would think possibly, but no. Okay, because you're always about the animals and stuff. I, I am, so. but no, it was it what was right there. What you. other animals did you see in the car? Just did, a white little dog. Did you, alligator. Did you see an octopus? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Two gorillas. It was wild. She came running in here. She said that there's a car chase and there's a gorilla and, and two octopuses. And, <laughs> like, jeez, you need to get some sleep. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see if there's ever an update. Uh, uh, who knows? I sent the story it's to Steve It's pretty rare Gregory. when a guy gets away from a car chase. This guy may have pulled it off. Yeah. I sent the story to Steve Gregory, and I said, hey, what can you find out about the dog and the person? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the guy that yeah. escaped. Don't hold your breath waiting for a response. I know. I noticed you let off the news this afternoon with the guy that abused the dog in Orange County or whatever that story Well, was. yeah. A dog beater? Nice. I, I, the, the guy that was beating the, I the know it's horrible, golden but, uh, doodle? He, well, he turned himself in. Yeah. I Okay. You know what? I'm telling you, animal abusers are obviously, look, I get it. Child abusers are worse, absolutely. So don't send me any emails. But animal abusers are awful people. I think you you probably find animal abusers worse. Deep in your heart. They are, are, any abuser is terrible. Oh, okay. All right. It's a good political answer there. (laughs) And I guess you're revved up for another earthquake in Mexico today. Oh, God. Two? In the last few days? Yeah, it looks like that one, the one on Monday, this one today may have been like a big aftershock from that one. Yeah. That one is a 6.8. Yeah. Tsunami from this one? Well, did you see the story? And actually a listener no. says there's video. We had what I have never heard of before, a desert tsunami. That sounds 1500 like 1,500 a- miles away in a cave in Death Valley, big waves started uh, squash, washing around. Cave Lake? Death Valley National Park has a cave. It's called Devil's Hole. A pool of water about 10 feet wide, 70 feet long, and more than 500 feet wow. deep. Have you heard of this? No. Devil's Hole? I, that's that's uh, what we that sounds really great. You know what? We ought to throw our next politician yeah, I was gonna in there. I going to say, that's a hack location. <laughs> throw them into Devil's Hole. We already hole. have uh, Satan's Lake of Fire. We already yeah. have Devil's Hole. That's, that's a dirty, dark place. Uh, yeah. Uh, it says here that uh, they noticed activity not long after this earthquake. The water in the partially filled cave became an unusual indicator of seismic activity. And the water was splashing up Devil's Hole after the earthquake. This is why they referred to it as a desert tsunami. 
It calmed down after about 30 minutes, but it was really sloshing around in the cave for a while. Not like you would go in there. Apparently, it's very high temperature. You really wouldn't want to <laughs> keep... Well, yeah, it's 127 outside. Can you imagine? Yeah, I know. The, the cave water is also <laughs> very, like, very dangerous. Would be an but, oven. Right. Uh, yeah, it says um, the earthquake... Uh, well, it says here, wait a minute. Interestingly, a 6.8 earthquake that also hit Mexico's southwest coast early Thursday did not agitate the water created in wave in Devil's Hole. Thursday's earthquake struck outside a, play, a small town in the western state of Mexico and caused two deaths. Oh, this must have been from Monday's earthquake. Mm. Yeah, Monday's earthquake. Monday's About earthquake. five minutes after the 7.6 magnitude earthquake that hit Mexico, uh, the water started sloshing around. Life is uncertain. It's okay to feel stressed, anxious, worried, or frustrated. It's normal. With CalHOPE's free and secure mental health resources, it's easy to get the help you and your loved ones need when you need it the most. Call our warm line at 833-317-4673 or live chat at calhope.org today. Life is uncertain. It's okay to feel stressed, anxious, worried, or frustrated. CalHOPE can help. Access CalHOPE's free and secure mental health resources. Call 833-317-4673 or live chat at calhope.org. Out of the cave. So I got, wow. it wasn't today's, it was Monday's. Wow, I never heard of that. That is cool. That's exciting. Yeah, desert tsunami. You, you know, uh, when, we, when we get a moment, Deborah, would you want to tell your, your sheep story? Sure. All right. Save it for later. We got a couple of minutes. Okay. She just she, uh, told it to me. And it's very entertaining. Was this from her travels? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Sheep <laughs> farmer shared a story, which is haunted. A story I didn't want to hear. Yeah. You're not going to tell me it was, it was a car chase and a guy had a sheep in the back. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to find out what happened to that dog. Trust me. All right. No, I'm waiting for you to get on that. I've, I've been searching and searching and searching. So yeah. You're the only one who cares. All right, KFI AM640, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Well, in the audience last night at the uh, L.A. mayor's debate was L.A. City Councilman Joe Buscaino. He's, of course, been working with the Rick Caruso campaign since he dropped out of the race for mayor. And I saw him, too, last night. I'm sure you did. You were there with all the celebrities, huh? That's right. Mixing All the power brokers. All the power brokers. Uh, he uh, has some questions about the burglary of the home of Karen Bass where the two guns were stolen. Very odd story, and I think a lot of people feel that way. I know we've heard from them here at the John and Ken show. So uh, we'll find out what those concerns are because Bass brought it up last night and seemed indignant, seemed offended. How dare you was kind of her well, attitude. She even said that the, that this person's in the audience right now referring to Buscaino. Well, when somebody says, how dare you, that's that's a deflection. Well, but, I don't think she said, I don't know if she said, how dare but you. That, no, that was her attitude. It and, was. And, it was and, hurt. And, she was hurt. And that is, that well. You're she, impugning my integrity. She she pretended to be hurt. She knew that was coming. And so what you do is you act morally outraged that somebody would even bring it up. But was if the situation was reversed, she'd be doing the same thing. Because there's something being hidden here. There has to be. Otherwise, she would just tell the whole story. It's it's a it's a weird crime, and everybody's being very evasive. Hmm. So there's something there. Yeah, well, is she getting the cooperation of LAPD then and being evasive? Or how's that working? Because that's who's investigating the I'm saying right? she's being evasive. And, and she did report it. And nobody, nobody else is uh, offering any details. But uh, they have the two suspects. 
So presumably they could they could uh, figure out fairly quickly what the motivation was here, what their relationship to her is, if any, why they would want to take two guns. How did they know the guns were there? That's all they took, which is the strangest thing to yeah. me. No, it doesn't add up. They would only know if they got tipped off. Yeah. So all she, all you do in a case like this, and again, they're prepped by their handlers, and maybe she doesn't even tell the handlers. She'll just say, look, that's not something I'm talking about. Okay, here's what you do. You have to act morally outraged and insulted and hurt. Okay, I can do that. And she did that a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, she did. She, um, when she went into her, oh, I'm so disappointed, Rick. Yeah, because Rick did not. I called you right after that, the Grove was burglarized, so yeah. you, but you didn't do the same. That is an act. And uh, it amuses me to no end that most people don't see through a politician's act. But that's where we are in the world. All right. From the head-scratching world of Governor Dippity-Doo, he is done with his trip to New York City for Climate Week. That got a lot of coverage, didn't it? I don't think even the El Segundo Times did any stories. on. But they sent out a lot of press releases from his office like it was a big deal. You know, he met with the former um, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. Was that exciting? And he, Johnny attended many executive roundtables. Why is it boring or stupid politicians getting together at a room talking nonsense? Why is that something anyone should track? Oh, the Clinton Global Initiative. That was part ah. of why he met Hillary. Ah. What That racket is back in business? I guess so. That 2022 was the... meetings on stage. You're shaking hands with uh, <laughs> some Scottish woman. The Scotland's yeah. Minister for Environment and Land Reform. That's a biggie. That was set up the Clinton Global Initiative, so that Bill and Hillary Clinton could collect millions and millions of dollars, and in exchange, Hillary Clinton could hand out uh, favors while she was uh, Secretary of State and presumably was going to be president. And didn't it help finance their lifestyle? Yeah, and they got to travel around the world uh, on global do-gooding missions. And, you know, all they had to do is have a meeting for, you know, 10 minutes and discuss the effects of global warming and poverty and all that rot, and then uh, then the rest the rest of it's party time, tax deductible, paid for by the donors. No, that 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 is that is a total that is another racket. Clinton Global Initiative. Yeah, this gets absolutely no coverage. Nobody's televising no. this, reporting on it. What is the put? This is just some uh, inside circular. You know what? Because these are all royalty to 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 the wokeheads in the media to each other, right? Yeah, they're all royalty. A fireside chat he did. They're the a elite class. Chat. You know, they're, they're the aristocratic class we have now in America. Now, this bit of audio didn't come from that event. It came from something called, boy, you got me, the Code 2022 Conference. Any ideas? No? It was earlier this month. We're playing it because it's almost hard to believe. Your jaw could drop. I guess the question asked of Governor Gavin Newsom, how do you explain the people that have left the state of California? Let's listen to the response. Are more people leaving California for Texas or leaving Texas for California? Well, we lost about 182,000 folks in the last... But how do you explain that against the backdrop of those very remarkable statistics you just cited? Um, Many factors, and there's been two deep analysis that drives the number one factor. The the vast majority, almost the entire amount, impacted because of the visa policies in the Trump administration. I mean, our formula for success is getting first-round draft choice around the rest of the world. I mean, we're as dumb as we want to be. This whole damn border debate is made up. It's made up. What? Where's Congress? Where the hell are they? They haven't done their job. What? Boy, I know. 
He's incoherent. Now, the, the, the visa thing he's talking about would be like the Silicon Valley workers who come from India. Mm-hmm. Their visas expire and then they have yeah, to Yeah, and Trump was, uh, he was pushing back and forth on various visa policies okay. uh, per, because uh, we even covered well, this. He's lying. Replacing Americans. He's, yeah. he's lying. So the next question is. But the is, border thing is made up? Well, you got to be kidding me. He's, he's, the whole border debate is made up. He sounded... He sounded 2 million, 2.1 million people have come in. He sounded a little unhinged. You know how many states that would fill up? Yeah, I know. It's stupid. It's just a stupid lie. Holy mackerel. If this is how he's going to run for president, he's going to be laughed off the stage. Oh, he will be. This is how he's going to run, and he will be. And he thinks he's smarter than everyone now. He's gotten to this yeah. position where, uh, you know, for a while there, after the French Laundry and a few other things... I think he felt a little bit uh, stupid, which he was. Now he's he's cocky again because he's after he survived the recall yeah. and all the money he's bringing in to run for president, he's really full of himself. Yeah, you can hear it in his voice. Uh, oh, we're uh, as dumb as we want to be. <laughs> Isn't that a good one? Anybody ever used an expression like that before? We're as dumb as we want to be. Does he sound a little drunk at the end? Oh, maybe we should play it again. But play play the last uh, couple of uh, you know last 20, 30 seconds there. Too deep analysis that drives the number one factor, the, most, the, the vast majority, almost the entire amount, impacted because of the visa policies in the Trump administration. I mean, our formula for success is getting first-round draft choice around the rest of the world. I mean, we're as dumb as we want to be. This whole damn border debate is made up. It's made up. Where's Congress? Where the hell are they? They haven't done their job. Yeah, he sounds, I don't know. sounds a little off there. So just he's not focused. He's he's not he's not sharp. He doesn't give uh, what give us the list of people who left California because of visa issues. The people who yeah, moved give me, give me, from state to state from California had nothing to do with the visa issue. No, it's a total lie. And you know the way to smoke out a lie is can you? So he's going to say like he, the hundreds of thousands who left were like Indian workers who came here just, for Silicon just, Valley jobs, but Trump pulled their visas. Get out of here. That's not what happened. He's a fool. These are a lot of middle class people who left for states like Texas and Arizona and Nevada. Uh, but uh, I've never heard anybody put it this way before. Because it, what you said, he's really cocky. He's really feeling it. And he's, he's, he's at this code conference. So he's with other, uh, he's with tech people, right? Yeah, and he, I guess he, he thinks, he thinks yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a, a, a tech brother. That's why he uses the jargon. Make him yeah. sound like an insider. He sounds a little unhinged there. He's yeah. just shouting stuff. And then there's two million people over the border, and he says the whole thing is made up. Now, I, uh, this Preet Bahara, to the host, Bahara, yeah. Uh, all you had to say is, "What do you mean BS. made up?" There's two million people. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Like uh, you know what? It is so easy to deal with a character like Newsom. All you have to say is. How many people on visas left? How many? Oh, and he's still I, arguing I, that taxes are lower in California than in Texas. Oh, my that's God. That's horse crap. People are buying this BS? I don't know what Apparently they're buying. Newsom said that, too, at this event. But, you know, we don't. there's, there's nobody credible running against him. No, I'm just looking at 24, 2024, yeah. because... Uh, you and I both agree Biden's not going to make it. So this is what you're going to have to deal with starting next year. Yeah. Ms. Newsom. Whenever this happens, that Biden finally makes it official. That he's every time, up. every time you think we've hit bottom. 
All right, uh, we got more coming up. KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Well, a lot of people have questions about the break-in in Karen Bass's home where the guns were stolen. L.A. City Councilman Joe Buscaino will join us after 3 o'clock. Uh, 3 o'clock. He's backing, of course, Rick Caruso in the mayor's race. And uh, he has sent a letter to the Los Angeles Police Department, the uh, police chief and the city attorney, for some answers, some questions that he and he thinks a lot of people in the public have about those stolen guns, which came up in the debate last night. And we'll play that audio, too, in the 3 o'clock hour. Story today that got a lot of attention brings us to the airports. Uh, they arrested a guy at LAX for punching a flight attendant sort of in the back of the head. I don't know if you saw this. It was a flight yeah. from an airport in Mexico to LAX. Looks like somebody in first class just happened to have their phone out because this altercation had this dispute had gone on some minutes. So I guess he was recording it. And then eventually the flight attendant turns to try to go to the cockpit to tell the pilot about this passenger. And this passenger comes up behind him and clocks him. 33-year-old Alexander Tungkung, I don't know. T-U-N-G-C-U-U-L-E? Those are three words. C-U-U-L-E. No, no, no. C-U-U, that's it. And then the next one is L-E. So, so it's so, three words. Wow, his name is actually four, four words. Tongue Lee. Tongue Is that dirty? Tongue Yeah, Tongue Lee. It sounds you're dirty. getting close. Yeah. He's from Westminster. I saw one passenger who was sitting in first class said, it wasn't drugs or alcohol. This guy just has a mental illness. Apparently, he left his seat 20 minutes after takeoff. Takeoff. I can't pronounce words suddenly. And he grabbed a flight attendant's shoulder and asked for coffee. Then later, moments, he grabbed both of the flight attendant's shoulders from behind. The flight attendant stepped back, put up like a defensive posture. And so then this guy walked to the front of the plane, started loitering near the first class cabin, sat in an unoccupied seat near the wall, separating the area from the rest of the plane, Another flight attendant came by and told him to return to his seat. He wouldn't, stood up and put up his fists, put up his dukes. He swung and missed. That's when the flight attendant turned to go tell the pilot that we got a problem back here. But this guy ran up behind him and uh, punched him in the back of the head. Everybody stepped into action then, and they eventually uh, bound him with like that heavy tape. Uh, and uh, they kept and him restrained until they landed. I, I've never been on a plane with a lunatic, have you? Not like this. Yeah, I'm, I can't imagine anything scarier because you're you're trapped in this tube and you're thirty thousand feet in the air, and, right. and not a maniac like, is loose. And there's a maniac loose, and you don't, and he, he, you know, he doesn't have a, a regular weapon, but almost anything can become a weapon. And if he's uh, mentally ill or on drugs, you know, he might have superhuman strength. And I, 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 I that's got to be terrifying. See, somebody's got to take him out. Oh yeah, and tie him up. You can't take any chances. No, no. And, uh, you got it. You got knock. You know, knockout punch. Now, in a related story, we have the latest airport ratings in the United States. J.D. Power. Don't they mostly did automobiles? The 2022 North America Airport Satisfaction Study. Where do you think LAX ranked? 
I, You'd be right if you guessed the bottom five. Yes, I would have guessed uh, at or near the bottom. Uh-huh. Apparently, uh, they have a 1,000-point scale for mega airport satisfaction. So the highest score you can get is 1,000. And the winner was the Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport. I've never been there. SFO was second, though. I've been there many times. It's a pretty decent airport. But the problem with SFO that I can't evaluate is I don't have to, like, drive back and forth there like I do LAX because I live here. You know what I mean? Right. You just, you just get off the plane and you go to your destination. It's a hotel or whatever. Uh, JFK actually did pretty well. But the bottom feeders included LAX, which was a score of just 753. The only two airports that were worse. And these are the large airports. Chicago's O'Hare and Newark. Yeah, yeah, people Newark, always, I people was, have hated Newark since I was a child. Oh, I was just at Newark. Newark has the most complicated entrances and the worst signage. Because oh. you can approach Newark from a number of highways in New Jersey, and it's a big, sprawling airport. And it's incomprehensible what lane you're supposed to be in to get to which terminal or to get to the rental car. Right. Uh, my wife almost had a stroke trying to figure this out. We were just driving in a couple of weeks ago. No, that is that is a that is a bad, badly designed airport. You know, a and, lot of the factors included whether or not there were food choices, whether or not there were a lot of flights, whether or not there were delays. I can tell you, I'm not going to name the airline, but I flew recently, and this has happened more than once. Where first of all, it's common at LAX when you land, and you're like, oh, and by the way, they pad the schedules, oh, twenty minutes early, and then you sit there because there's no gate available. This has become. Just oh yeah, now whenever no, I the, fly the, to LAX, no the, gate. We're here, but we can't go anywhere because there's no, no gate. The published schedule is a lie. And, and I, well, it, they, they pad it. So yeah. a flight to San Francisco is like forty minutes, but they make it like an hour and a half to two hours. So right. you know the chances of them being late because they have too many flights jammed in too short a time. They don't yes. have enough gates. They don't have enough terminals. They don't have enough anything. You know they 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 built themselves into a corner a long time ago. LAX. LAX should be massively expanded or moved. And then this particular flight, I felt like I was on an island because we had to take a bus to the plane. Ever have that happen? Oh, I hate that. I got yes, shuttled on a bus to the middle of the tarmac to board a plane on this airline. They do that at LAX now. That's where, that's where this happened. Yeah. This is a flight I just took recently, and I'm like, oh, because that takes like an extra 15 or 20 minutes because you got to do it in groups. Right. And Can't the, fit everybody on the shuttle. And the and the bus travels through the tarmac with other planes rolling oh, by. Oh, and it took a long time. It took like 10 or 15 minutes to yeah. get to the plane. I'm like, where the hell is this plane? Is it halfway to my destination? Yeah. No, and the other planes are taxiing, and you're hoping the pilot sees the bus. Oh, they, I think they have a system. I hope they do. Yeah. Have you seen the people... Uh, <laughs> Somebody there with a flag. Yeah, yeah, the, the flag wavers. <laughs> no traffic lights. All right, we'll be joined by L.A. City Councilman Joe Buscaino coming up next. He, uh, among others, uh, raising questions about the LAPD investigation into the home burglary of Karen Bass, in which two guns and nothing else was stolen. Coming up. John and Ken show, and Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866 866- 
691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.